Hello, everybody, and welcome to Board with Fins, a podcast about tabletop nonsense, board games and RPGs and alike, with the gimmick that some of us, I'm still not going to tell you, may or may not be Finnish. That's still a mystery that will have to continue. I am one of your hosts, my name is Tom, but luckily, it's not just me. Because next door to the studio is an ice rink, where some local people have been putting together a show of Citizen Kane on ice. And I've managed to grab two of the performers to join me in the studio. So joining me is a besequined Charles Foster Kane and an anthropomorphic rosebud. Wait a minute, it's Simon, but it's not Eater, it's special guest, local RPG expert and six nymphed champion, Bo. Hello, welcome to you both. Say hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, you forgot that mention that it's the Disney edition of Citizen Kane on Ice. Okay. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to throw in lots of, a lot more songs mm. than, than you would expect from, from Citizen Kane normally. The original film version was pretty songless, as yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that's why we're doing this. And we, th- we think it's going to really be, be big. It's going to hit the, the North American market by storm, mm-hmm. hopefully by Christmas 2026. Yeah. I mean, also, it's a dangerous choice to do the whole thing in Finnish, especially for an American market. But. Yeah, but... They'll just think it sounds ethnic and be cool. By that mm. by that point, it's the it's... the Os- the Oscar so black hashtag has transformed into Oscar so non Finnish, and then it's going to be a slam dunk. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Also, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, this joke is really going to fall flat. <laughs> Some classic topical forties film we, trivia. We point. really do hit on the the sort of the very very approachable. Yeah, um, the podcast for the elder millennial <laughs> slash boomer. We, we, it's us and racist dads. That's who we do this for. Anyway, Bo, how are you doing? Hi, I am Bo. I absolutely do know what Citizen Kane is. I'm fully in on this joke. I could tell I, through your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, constant absolutely. nodding. Yeah. And you've told you've confessed many times to me your yeah. love. It is for truly Citizen the classic yeah. I yeah. show. And yeah. I think you're really bringing something to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, it is. You know, it is. I am so passionate about it. It is quite raunchy as it well. Is, yeah, it it's, is. Yeah. it's pretty, really a real spin on it. Uh, Orson Welles spinning in his grave uh, hearing this. Well, you're probably wondering why I brought you here today. Yes, uh, I'm very curious because you're interrupting a critical Citizen Kane practice mm-hmm. as we speak. Yes. Why well, are we here? Well, we're here to talk about Lovecraft and the RPG based on his works, The Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so everyone loves H.P. Lovecraft, everyone's favorite author, mama's boy, and massive racist, uh, but kind of invented, I guess, the genre of cosmic horror, body horror. He's dead, right? He's dead, oh, so he's it's okay. Me- yeah, he's he's dead, dead, so it's okay, okay to yeah, like his yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah it's fine. It's, uh, he yeah, can't but, get rich anymore. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I don't think he did at the time uh, when he wrote these stories for weird magazines. But aren't but they in like, isn't that in like the public domain? And that's why it's really... Like, that's why every the, the game The Cthulhu is, stuff mm, is, super, yes. is in the public domain. Yeah, so like, I mean, Walt Disney's dead and Disney's making a hell of a lot of money mm-hmm. on Disney things. So we mm-hmm. could have had Disney and then Cthulhu next to it each other as these massive companies i <laughs> that would be so weird in an, alternate, in an alternate future maybe yeah. it is disney is taking notes right now yeah 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 they, i'm sure in our in our listener base there must be at least one yes. or two disney execs tuning in uh it's great to have you here great to have you joining us so it's yeah. not just the russian butts no uh apparently not no i haven't seen the the metrics but not not a lot of north american stuff yet we'll see we'll see but anyway so we've well, I've run uh, Call of Cthulhu a couple of times, a few times for you guys now. And I guess just to give you the the uh, the broad strokes of it, so I guess compared to Dungeons & Dragons, you ever heard of that one as well? Yeah. Sounds uh, it's, from, it's, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's on the up and up. It's on the up and up. So this is a kind of another game in my wheelhouse of, as we've all established, only running horror games. <laughs> that is my one speed. Like I have a, a, a single gear in my gearbox... And it says scream. That's yeah, all it does. I think that's what we established in the in the last last episode. Mm. That you the main reason you love uh, Deadlands and the Savage Worlds thing is just that you can make it horribly gory uh, true. and and, Very and true. creepy as hell. Yeah. Um. So the difference for Call of Cthulhu, it's generally set in like the twenties and thirties, and the player characters are usually just referred to as investigators. So you're not superheroes. You are usually in the wrong place at the wrong time and investigating mysteries that are sometimes creepy and then sometimes, I guess, a bit more horrifying, uh, as, as I would try and run it. 
So do you guys have any off-the-cuff kind of feelings about Call of Cthulhu? Well, I don't, for me, it's almost like, I don't know, you mentioned Deadlands and then D&D, and like it's almost, mm-hmm. like, in my head, the way I, like, rank these, it's almost like the level of, like, normal person-ness you have in them. So D&D is, like, <laughs> at the top of the least normalness of the things. Like, yeah. you're just yeah. you're just Superman. You're just a superhero doing stuff. And then there's Deadlands stuff, which you're, like, kind of a person, but you got some little little tricky things. And then in this one, you're just, like, a dude. Well, yes, but, <laughs> but you could be a world-famous psychotherapist. Yes, but... But you'll have no, like, absolutely no powers. And you're just, like, you're really relying on, like, okay, what would a human do? And not, like, what would a warlock gnome do? So does that then, does that intrigue you or does that turn you off? It To, to me, it, it maybe more intrigues me. I think I get, I think I make more interesting decisions when I sort of base it on, well, not real life, but, like, yeah, but things, things I know. Versus more, yeah, things more that, yeah. grounded stuff. Yeah. Which is what I like. I don't particularly love the horrorness of it i think i could i mm-hmm. could do ones which are like the same thing but it's just oh i love the horror part of it yeah <laughs> I, I would absolutely rank it i or the the realness of it kind of makes it more because it stakes because i know you, don't... you are a D. <clears throat> i don't want to say fanboy but you like I, it, it, you're it, very it's fair it's fair to say in it. Yeah. so i mean basically to name name like so we've played a few games with naz yes. who classically is not a fan of the sort of high D&D, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, high no. fantasy kind of play, but would love something a bit more grounded, a bit more investigative. Admittedly, I put yeah, more of a horror spin on it, <laughs> or at least a <laughs> depression spin. But yeah, I mean, how do you then feel about like the more kind of in- investigation, sort of more noir 20s, 30s stuff then? Or is it just the horror that kind of entices you? I think it's the horror and the the overall theme of the... Lovecraftian horrors behind it. Mm. I'm not that great with with the whole investigation part, or to take like once it gets going, I can get into it. But yeah. to try and kind of figure out how to like, okay, what am, what am I supposed to do next? I can't fireball anything here. <laughs> <laughs> All I've got is this worthless gun. Exactly. You can try. You just get some axe body spray and a lighter and go. Not Famously in, in the twenties. Not in the twenties, you idiot. <laughs> you can get some talcum powder and blow it into <laughs> someone's face, and then set them on fire later on. But yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's the kind of broad strokes of it. I think I like it because of the reasons <laughs> that we've already established. For me, I'm a sick fuck, and I like kind of horror settings. Is, is all the Cthulhu stuff very horror based, or are there like campaigns yeah. or things that are more or less just like? this girl's lost her balloon and then it's just us looking for a balloon and the balloon is not like a crazy thing that eats people um no, I mean, <laughs> well that's that story just take a, took a massive twist well, that's, that's, mid-sentence that is that. literally all of your things it's okay, like oh well. someone's missing or where do you go well they were taken by a car and the car eats babies yeah well that's the car eating baby story yeah. that I ran you know there's nothing wrong with that I don't think they're all like that I think the difference predominantly is you you don't necessarily need to swing into horror which is kind of what i kind of like because i like kind of unsettling people obviously deep-seated psychological issues i hold my hands up i understand it but i think the point is that it's it's pretty good for maybe more kind of localized investigation low horror more like thriller stories i guess like you don't have to go into the horror and in it it's not set up for necessarily finding a big bad thing and winning like a lot of Cthulhu stuff is set up that you can't win. You can maybe fight the inevitable. You know, you can. The world. So end, it's like real life. It's yeah, it is. It's set up yes. like you yeah. can try, true, true. and eventually you'll just die. Yeah, I mean, if your yeah. life shit, you can really bring that energy into a Cthulhu game yeah, just yeah, straight yeah. off the yeah. bat. Uh, it's if you're really lucky, you might get thrown into the alternative reality where all the monsters came from. Yeah, it's. I I'm not I'm not sorry for that, Bo. You took a risk. Uh, I, I did. It was it was a. You, in many ways, you should have avoided the skinless monkey that was thrown at you, but he didn't. Was this from the same game I was playing? In? Yeah, it, it took a bit of a different turn. Okay, great. Because um, I don't remember no skinless monkeys. That's very ironic, actually, if you knew the story. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither did Bo. Uh, so. <laughs> but spoilers for, for some of you later on. So I, I, I kind of like it. I'm kind of attracted to it. And I sort of came into it very late after more Deadlands. I don't think initially I was sort of pulled into more of the D&D side of things, obviously, as we kind of have discussed previously. But what do you guys think of playing the game? Like, mechanically, is there something you think it does better or worse than other systems or things that, in your mind, weakens it or things that could be 
altered in a very sort of general. Well, it, I mean, it flips the mechanics completely where you want to low, you want to roll. Surprisingly, you, you use dice in this one as well. Shocking. What? Um, <laughs> no one told me. But you need to roll like low instead of high, which already turns it off like, oh, I wish I would roll really high. And then my rolls always end up at, in 99 because I just yeah, manage so to you flip always it roll because high. I'm terrible yeah. at, at, at rolling. Yeah, unless you have tiny dice. Yeah. Tiny dice. And, and then unless even I have tiny dice. Yeah. But I don't, re- I don't remember that. I don't know. How different is it in terms of... It's still sort of the... To me, it doesn't really matter what the base like core is. Like, what do you roll to do a thing? It's like because mm. you you'll do that anyway, whether I roll a d10 or a d100 or a, a d2, mm. which is basically a coin flip. I'm like, well, I'll just do something, and then that if if there's a if, as long as there's a funny way of me succeeding and a funny way of me failing, I don't really mind how we achieve that. Mm. Is maybe what I'm thinking. Like, I don't hate the d20. I don't hate that different. That you use different dice in Savage Worlds, and I don't hate that you use like a D hundred in this. Mm. But I can't actually remember what a success is in this one. It's like it's determined by. So you would basically just to give everyone it's a D one hundred system. So for particular skills, so it's more of a percentage system, right? So the better you are at something, you higher your number out of a hundred, oh, and then right. to succeed at a skill, you roll your two D tens, like a a tensy one and a mm. single digit one, and then if you roll under your skill then you succeed. If you roll under half of your skill total, you kind of hard succeed. And then if it's under like a fifth, you kind of mega succeed mm-hmm. or extreme success or something. So inbuilt in the system is, generally speaking, if you're an average guy trying to do an average thing, you have a pretty good chance of succeeding. And then it's like graded critical successes, which I kind of like. So there's more sort of nuance in the system than a, a D20 roll. And... I know. I, how do you guys feel about? I, I I mean, there's definitely more skills in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, than like that's what I, I was five e. Yeah, that, that, I think it definitely makes more sense because you have way more options. You can. It's easier to pick what your role is going to be compared to D and D, where you have what is it like ten or something like that amount of abilities, and you kind of have to yeah, pick one of them and like, well, this could technically be that, or it could be this, or is it that? But then in Call of Cthulhu, you have like a massive list of. The abilities it's easier to like pinpoint what you're trying to achieve yeah, yeah. i i, I kind of like it i mean and it it's also breaks down things so it's not just here's a fighting role it's like how are you fighting mm. this kind of thing mm, yeah. what are you shooting with and also spoilers uh you, you don't have much health in a yeah you don't want to fight in it yeah like one bullet could you could just be one-shotted in one fight like fights are very uh well you shouldn't be in them unless you're very very sure you can you can kind of win but I like the sort of I like the percentage system that you can always have a, a massively outside chance of doing something that I don't think you can capture with a D twenty. You always have like even if you want to do in depth psychoanalysis, and your starting stat is one percent. Well, hundred to one, you never know. Like there's always the I, I think there's more of a flavor of doing kind of crazy rolls or there's a thing like you can always there's always that really tiny chance that you can succeed but in D&D it's kind of like if you are well compared to psychoanalysis if you're really low on intelligence you have a maximum that you can roll even if you have a natural 20 it might be just an 18 if you have a negative so there are certain numbers you can never reach whereas in Call of Cthulhu it's kind of like you still have that one percent chance. Yeah, I think it just gives so you a bit more. Is it similar then to, to Deadlands, where you also get to kind of you can kind of try everything, even though you would only uh, yeah. roll like a bad dice, but like you can because you can stack the dice if you succeed, and then you can technically make it up to anyone can roll a million, basically. Uh, well, not in Cthulhu, like no, not in, not in Cthulhu, no, but, but in, in Deadlands. In Deadlands, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, the that's same true. idea of like you can technically achieve anything. Yeah, but then it, like I mean, ev- it was, everyone has a chance. It's a low chance, but it's it's yeah. better than one in one hundred. Yeah, that, that, that I, and I'm not suggesting that the DM should allow rolls for everything because that's just I want to no. punch the god in the face. It's mm. like well, million to one. Like you just can't yeah. roll for that. You know, some things you can't do, but like, yeah, you know, I do like the generally if you're trying to your your chance of success for basic stuff is actually pretty good for for a lot of things in Cthulhu, whereas. I think it's a bit more hard capped in other stuff like D&D and Pathfinder where your pluses uh, are very tied to your level, right? Like, as you say, like, there's a max- there is physically a maximum number I can roll. Yeah. And if the DC is higher than this because the, D- uh, the DM has said it, then I can't do it. So, I don't know. I kind of like the, the uh, Cthulhu system for that. What do you guys feel about basically the use of sanity as like kind of a, a second health bar? 
like madness as a an affliction to your character it is extremely stressing and i good really that's, love that's, it that's <laughs> good that's <laughs> what i that's what i wanted to happen and i actually like i tried to I hadn't played Call of Cthulhu back then, but the first time I DM'd the crazy circus horror oh, thing yeah, that yeah, I did, yeah, 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 and that yeah, one kind of had like it had like you had to constantly make wisdom saving throws in that one, yeah. And then there was like a chart for what happened when you went started going crazy, yeah. and I think they kind of borrowed that from Call of Cthulhu because yeah. it was very similar when we actually played Call of Cthulhu and oh sanity, yeah, that's a thing. I can't remember how that works in the D and D. Like how crow? I mean, obviously you were running it. Like how crowbarred in was it? You got like it? points of insanity if you fail the wisdom saving throw yeah. and then each there were like once you had three points you got a certain tier effect from it okay like you might hallucinate a little bit accidentally hit your friend then if you had five points it would you would do something even crazier and then at 10 you just lost your mind okay slowly escalating yeah but i think well. that's a system that works better in like sanity or like going crazy works better for in the Cthulhu sense where oh, it's yeah, like normal people that can actually go insane because it like when you're not playing like a fantastical superhero mm. and then it's maybe less sort of it's harder it to is, be it, harder to be like oh you you so you're a superhero who deals with death and gods every day of the week mm. and now suddenly yeah, this one yeah. is like you're horrified and you you're petrified you can't <laughs> move because you've seen another god and it's like yeah. I literally saw the, the devil last week and, and I'm still here yeah and like, this yeah. one is like I'm someone off the streets and I've never seen anything and here is now something crazy. And yeah. then that kind of makes sense that. I, I think the reason it works is because it's not really like, it's not really a mental health stat. It's not actual sanity. It's your ability to comprehend the world as it actually is. Like mm. something that is revealed to you that just completely breaks what you kind of expected. And I think that's the, that's the entertaining thing. It's not actually like, oh, you've gone crazy. It's like, no, no, you've seen what the world is actually. Like beyond the thin film of like humans around you so i kind of like that as a, a stat and especially if you lose sanity then the, your basically sanity score becomes the target number for your next role so the more you lose oh yeah the, the harder it is yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's this ever spiraling kind yeah. of um, uh, just kind like of just like real life just like real life when you have a crippling series of breakdowns <laughs> again you can take that from the real world and you can put it straight into a cthulhu yeah. game it's perfect it's the perfect system it really cheers you up oh yeah but then I still want to go back to a, a thing we were talking about. So the you we talked about the amount of different like specialist skills you can have, mm-hmm. and you guys said that you like it that Call of Cthulhu has like it has a lot like like rows and rows of them, whereas mm-hmm. like D D has less. And I remember that maybe Deadlands also doesn't have that many different skills. No, it's skills. really rules like it's light. really really rules really rules like I kind of prefer that to having like an mega like niche skills of like lock picking of medium sized locks. <laughs> and like and yeah, like yeah, and yeah. like horse riding but only large horses yeah and like uh, a classic like, large horse when it, when it like when it becomes these like incredibly niche skills then it's like when you if you play like a ready-made character if you get to like design one like sort of easily and then it becomes just like i don't know paralyzing with choice of like well, i don't know what i want to be good at radio tech from 1950s like it could come up. yeah come it's up. like yeah and then it's almost like if you choose that then the dm has to be like all right I was chosen to know Soviet Union military tech mm-hmm. and lock picking of medium sized mm-hmm. locks. In, so in real life. I am from real life. Yes. Those, are the, those are the two things that his character can do. And it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always want to pick the things that I'm really good at in real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and then import them directly yeah. into oh, yeah, the character. Absolutely. You play, you, Convert them into you play numbers. Every yeah. single character Bo has ever played has been called Bo. Yeah. Or, or yes. Boo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I really liked your character, Ba. He's <laughs> a great guy. Great guy. I do. I, for the most part, I do agree with you because I think in a rules-like system, you don't want to be too fiddly and like have overly specific skills. I, I get you, but on the on the flip side, I think in a more grounded setting, I, I do like having a bit more kind of minutia because if you were doing like more urban, more city sort of social interactions, a lot of like, I think Cthulhu is based a lot around problem solving, mm. and I'd rather have. I mean, if you're problem solving and then you have an array of skills that you can try, I think that like sort of expands your imagination. Like if you only had, oh, athletics, it's like, oh, I'm going to try and break down the door. Okay, athletics. I'm going to try and do this. Athletics. Is he lying? Insight. Is she in love? Insight. Mm. Is it like, I think if you were trying to do a lot of, I don't know, it seems like a lot of the roles would be the same in D&D or Pathfinder or things. Oh, okay. Well, especially in Deadlands, like you're trying to do very limited kind of 
things. So yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons each way. I think for the the setting and the setup and the way that I think having a crazy long list of potentially very niche things also helps not necessarily in doing the game, but at least um, solidifying a character, right? Like yeah, yeah. If you know, like, well, look, my guy is super good at photography. Yeah. Like, and that doesn't mean I'm taking a photo and I'm good. It's like, yeah. Okay. Is there anything about this photo in this newspaper? Is there anything? Like, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. sort of. That. You might try and do unusual things because your character is well versed in an array of things. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. That's true. Yeah. But then again, you would you might also end up in a situation where someone is like, I don't know, they're super good at like, persuasion and they're like mm-hmm. very persuading person. They go like, I don't know in a fight with someone who like in a normal situation obviously cannot be persuaded to do anything at this moment and it's mm. like this is not and then they go like but I have good persuasion so I now <laughs> persuade this person to to stop fighting us or whatever and it's like mm. we know you're good at that because you picked that as your like main super skill but yeah. it's like yeah. this is not a situation where you can use your persuasion-ness I, I think that comes down to the DM allowing the role or okay not. yeah I, I think it's like if your DM is like not a complete dick it's like can yeah. I try this it's like no like no nothing in your nothing you can say in the next six seconds will convince this guy or whatever you roll you're not going to break down this door mm. or something regardless mm. of how strong you are like it, it's i think it comes down to like don't let them roll if there's only one outcome right like mm. just yeah. tell them but yeah I, I get what you mean i get what you mean but that's the thing like that i like about the the cthulhu one that's that not necessarily that there are so many but that they are they differentiate things like in dnd let's say you're really good at medicine but in your background, it might be that, oh, you know a lot of, about anatomy. Mm. That doesn't mean that, oh, I can now do surgery. Yeah. Like, I could read a ton about anatomy and I could not, yeah. like, fix someone like that. And Call of Cthulhu might potentially differentiate that, that you have a skill for anatomy and a skill for surgery, it, I mean, for it, example. It literally has two different skills for, like, healing. So first aid is a separate skill to medicine. Oh, I remember So that, first yeah. aid is literally, like, can I stop this guy bleeding right mm-hmm. now and mm-hmm. medicine is obviously more like yeah. refined doctor's training so the the applicability of those two separate skills although they could you could easily package them together could be very different and again it's like oh I've, i'm first aid training because i was a battlefield medic yeah and then if i'm trained in medicine well i was a posh city doctor like already mm-hmm. there's kind of mm-hmm. divergence and sort of picking your character you know, it's like, can you help him? It's like, I, I don't know. I, I could put a bandage on, you know, like, yeah, 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 I can yeah. make the I, I get you mean that, like, people sort of, it's easier to get into playing a character if you have, like, some stats that you're like, oh, well, this is what I would be good at. Why would I be good at this? Okay, this mm. is the kind of person I and, would be. And that is how, like, character, um, character building, what's it called? Character creation. Character creation. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, it could be my second language. Maybe, yeah. Uh, we'll, maybe, we'll never maybe, know. maybe, 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 Maybe on today's episode there isn't a Finn because we've we've switched oh out one God. of the Ooh, maybe the person we God, switched out possible. was a Finn and this time there's no more Finns on this podcast. <laughs> You'll never know. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So a lot of the uh, skill points are tied to kind of career like background. Mm. So you have particular skills that you would have in your career, and then you have extra points for how your character would be, like just outside. It's like well, yeah. I'm also. I do jockeying in my, in my yeah, sweater, yeah. Yeah. but only for large horses. Mm. That's right. That's very Those me. Those are the large horses. I think my yeah my character in the in the thing we might talk about later was like she had horse riding. I think she was like a Russian oh, yeah, in the, in the circus or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Horse riding not very useful in the depression of the 1920s Detroit mm. or somewhere wherever we yeah. were. And then as another kind of counterpoint, I know there are like I guess very specific skills or potentially could be seen as very specific skills i'd rather have that list than maybe like a huge list of spells but that's just me i think there are some people that just enjoy a good old-fashioned binder of you know magic items and stuff and there, to be fair you can get like tomes and spells in yeah. Call of Cthulhu, just not what we played we played a very kind of grounded uh depressing yeah <laughs> uh, kind of version of it but it, it does magic does exist but i like it as well because um you have to pay a heavy toll for the magic it's oh, like right. okay. you are using powers that you don't frail understand. yeah frail humans were yeah. not kind of meant to wield so um yeah and that's kind of tied to willpower i think as well like you have magic points so would you then this is a little bit of a side point but if, mm-hmm. if your your friend comes up to you and they've never they've played some other board games but they've never played an, an rpg in their life and they're like i mm. want to get into rpgs i maybe mm. want to get into running a thing or something what would you 
what would you recommend? Which RPG, which system, any system, or what would the questions, what questions would you ask to recommend a system for you? Because we've all played one or played, I think, four systems in total. Yeah, probably. Or uh, I On can't more, remember. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but what but would I, be I your mean, sort of? Which one would you recommend? Just because you love it so much, or whatever. Uh, I think for me it would depend on like the theme. Like ninety percent of people enjoying any sort of RPG is do they buy into the theme? Like if they don't give a shit about high fantasy, mm. you know what? They're not going to enjoy my high fantasy D and D adventure. You know, it, it's very much like I think if you can identify what that person would kind of want to be in a game or mm. what sort of stuff they want to play, it's like do you want to do you want to kick the shit out of things and win? a lot then obviously go for more like fantasy like pathfinder D kind of stuff if they're like i want to bring my real world depression into <laughs> into, into 1920s america let me use my trauma <laughs> if you if you really want to grind into it yeah. uh because there's some weird systems out there man like um this is again off topic i've bought uh bought um have you ever heard of cult divinity lost no Okay, so it's so. like a. It's, it sounds like a very you sounds thing familiar, but sounds like I, a you thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no way I could get you guys to play it because it's it's very bleak. But it's um, it's from like a Swedish publisher, and the like system is that humanity is trapped in the the lie that is the real world, and now like angels and demons are kind of sucking off like the power of humanity. Like we're basically okay. gods, but reality All and right. like getting addicted to like substances or ambition or power, like sort of very matrix you get you know the, we're all asleep in this world okay. and we get addicted to the the lie uh, but it's very much like angels and demons and things behind the scenes kind of manipulating us to like enslave us and then like the player characters are like becoming aware of so of this. so it's like it's like the matrix. you take a red pill and then you sort of try to get out of this no it's super bleak it's really bad like imagine like going to a warehouse that everyone on the street ignores to see a blinded angel like tied up in bloody chains like that's kind of the weird thing and there's a lot of like abuse and uh addiction okay. like and, it's and, really gritty and, and grim why and, uh, why do you like these things because that's where my mind goes when i think of imaginary times in a game with my friends uh i don't know it's just... dear listeners if you're still wondering who the finnish person is <laughs> like i'm not saying any names but <laughs> like certain things are pointing yeah, in yeah, certain yeah. Directions. are there clues are there clues yeah. Uh, I don't think I could physically kind of like run it because I don't think I I have no idea what the uh, the combined mind space of everyone around the table would have to be to play yeah. it. But do, do you ever see um, this is this is going to date? Do you ever see the Constantine movie with uh, Keanu Reeves like a million years ago? That's I saw probably, a trailer about I, it, and then and then maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's kind of that. Like, he has this sight. Like, he can see yeah. angels and demons influencing humanity, but he's the only person that can see it. And he kind of fights mm. possessions and, like, so tries to... So it's actually just an RPG about people having schizophrenia. <sighs> I mean, it could be. I mean, that's one <laughs> That's one reading of it. <laughs> he's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of, like, him kind of f- using, like, this arcane law to, like, tip the balance between angels and demons on Earth and all this kind of stuff. Okay. So it's like... The real world isn't real, and there's yeah. these elemental forces around you. Uh, again, I don't think we could ever play it because it's really messed up. Uh, especially some of the, like I've tried to read some of the um, uh, kind of set up written adventures, and it's like, ooh, lot of child abuse in that one. I'm like, uh, maybe we don't, <laughs> maybe we don't play that on a happy Thursday in the bar. Yeah, I think there's happier things to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we can get some bleakness into the world. Yeah, but not so like, that's yeah. why I play the cheery, yeah. happy version of yeah. Call of Cthulhu in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of mild bleakness and stuff, have you guys seen the the I went to see uh, in the movies the the moving pictures in the cinema um, in the cinema cinema um, the new film called Megan, which is like sort of a campy horror thing about an AI doll. Okay, I've seen like pictures. It's it's hilarious. It's kind of like like, AI meets Chucky. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like someone made like the most advanced AI ever and then decided to put it in a doll to give to like a nine year old. And then then that's then that it spirals from there. Let me guess. At some point the doll gets a knife. Does that happen? Blink blink twice if it happens. I I, I don't want to to, uh, spoil anything for our dear listener, but it's very campy, it's very fun. Do you know the weird thing is I don't actually like horror movies. Yeah, no, no, but but I, but I was gonna say <laughs> like, this I is know. like this is like it's not a full horror movie. It's like a campy, okay, little bit of horror movie. Mm. So I think it's something that that would fit perfectly into your sort of. You don't like horror, but you like 
mm. scary stuff, but not but in a weird I way. And I would say, like, you can, um, for Call of Cthulhu, you can do, like, I know we did kind of more local, sort of grounded, but you can do very globetrotting, pulpy, kind of more Indiana Jones like you know all the Cthulhu games that are out there, like yeah. Eldritch Horror yeah. and Arkham Horror. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, well, I pick up my Tommy gun and I hop this train yeah. to <laughs> to Bermuda, and like so there are like stories that do follow those kind of arcs, and then it it gets a bit more pulpy, globe trotting kind of adventure more than like a kind of creepy horror thing. But I mean, you'll still get into danger in those adventures, right? Mm. It's not as if, oh, I'll punch the Nazi in the face and win the day. It's like, well, no, you can still take one bullet and then you're dead. But there's different kind of spins on it. So you can go from like the adventure side, the investigation side, and then obviously more kind of horror side if you really wanted to. It, it kind of depends on what you want. To, I mean, do you want to win? I guess is a, is a question that you ask, like mm-hmm. at the start of this adventure, do you want to feel like at the end of this, you have won? Or do you just want to see where it goes? If that involves someone running off into a field, someone leaving their car, like their child in a car to get back into a gunfight, or being thrown into a parallel overlapping window of dimensions, <laughs> you know, it's like if it, you know, if you want to like, no, I want to shoot the bad guy and stop the blue laser from shooting into the sky like the Avengers, then maybe Cthulhu isn't for you. Like mm. happy endings isn't really baked in to it. Mm. Like you can solve the mystery, and the mystery is really fucked up <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you still die you just yeah. find out why yeah you go you sit in the library and go oh that baby was dead the whole time and they go the mystery is solved i have solved the mystery mm. oh jesus christ so yeah it's different vibes so i mean this is this is a very long-winded uh, how do you recommend a system yeah to I, was, I was gonna say yeah. this is a long tangent Look, i'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back language. i'm bringing it back <laughs> yeah um but yeah but i mean to me is like expectations and buy-in I think that that's kind of it. Like, if you want to be a, a, a noble hero, there are games for, to play noble heroes. If you want to play a schmuck, play a schmuck. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, have you played other systems other than what we've Basically D&D, yeah. Deadlands, so Savage Worlds and yeah. and Call of Cthulhu. And out of those, I would say, like, if we're just purely looking at the system of it, I would say Savage Worlds is probably the easiest one to... It is the most. Like, it is rules. very like you. The right. pre-made characters that you've made for us in the past have been like it's one A four. Yeah, mm. and it's very spread out on this A four. So you have like a few points that like you're good at this and you can do this and that. Yeah, and anyone can learn it basically. Yeah, it is super super. Some people have struggled with learning it. Remember, we're, na- we're naming no. We're names, not naming no. But names. I'm staring at someone in my mind. Yes, <laughs> intently. It's like, and roll the d six. Yes. Which, yes. Which, which, which was the six? They all have a six on them. You don't. Like, you ah. don't add them. You don't add. No. You, no. You don't add them. But but he can do it on the app, guys. There's an app for it. Mm, yes, on D and D Beyond. <laughs> I believe you've got a pretty high stake in uh, D and D Beyond now, yeah. yeah. Or did you cancel your? No, I did. I did, in fact, cancel Solidarity. Yeah. The thing is that I mean. It's a yearly subscription, so it's. T- I can still use it until August. <laughs> it's more of a yeah. more of a spiritual. But uh, I stopped paying. You're just not going to pay them again yeah. after August. Yeah, exactly. Nice try, capitalism. Yeah. yeah. No, but if I stop using it, then they win because they they already got their money. At least I can still. Yeah, you might you might as you might you might as well play that new character, Bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. also into all my hobbies. Oh yeah. So I guess going back to more kind of mechanics and then how it's actually played i'm gonna spoil it and say i really like kind of luck as a skill and pushing roles as kind of a mechanic how do you go is that cheating for you guys are you like purists where you roll the dice once and if you fail you fail i don't know because i'm kind of i may be more maybe pushing your like pushing your luck you mean that like you roll for something like i'm gonna try to open this door or something and you roll it you're like oh you failed but if you want to really try to open this door it's like you might succeed but it's harder to succeed now but if you fail you really fail it's not any harder or but like, it, it's a way of getting the player to raise the, the stakes yeah for you, you just it's raise like, the stakes of the thing. what what are you gambling on to succeed this role and i kind of like that like it's not up to the DM, it's up to the player. Like, okay, so you tell me, okay, so I'm going to, okay, I, fa- I, I didn't barge open this door, so now I'm really going to run at it. And if I fail again, I'm going to get hurt. Is basically, I might, I could dislocate my shoulder. Like, that's the gamble. It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. Do no, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike that. I don't know if I have, like, a huge, strong feelings about it. I kind of, more like that if you like do a thing that there's always, um, like, if a player tries to do something, then me, then as, as a DM, you try to have, have them 
if they fail this and like comic or like really really fail it there's like it's not just like well it doesn't work that's your turn you can do nothing it's like you fail and then like something happens because they like failed the thing is more mm. like maybe what i like more than being like repeatedly trying and then they kind of might try it again but whatever happened maybe that's more in the dm to think of ways of that like something didn't now work out I don't know. Well, I kind of like the sort of the player initiative of. Yeah, that's of true. It. It's like because otherwise you can you just get players that will just keep rolling until they do it and go. Aha, no. I have the best character. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, but what, sooner but, or later. But, um, but after the first one, if then they end up in a situation where they then like can't try it in the same way anymore because like the situation has changed because they failed the first one. Well, I mean, basically a pushed roll is sometimes you. It's like more of a metaphorical redo not an actual redo yeah, okay. yeah. like because you could you know it's it's treading the line between where does the abstract yeah, dice yeah, yeah, roll yeah, hit yeah. the actual you know system of like no uh okay so I, I didn't persuade this guy but what i might have done is actually when i stopped persuading him got really aggressive mm, <laughs> at the yeah. end and then that co- that becomes kind of the yeah. the push and, roll. and i and i mean i like gambling so I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for that. And we all know you roll like an absolute demon. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. The dice are tiny. So yeah. great, yeah. so great. I've I would say you're as good at dice as Bo is at six nymphed. Like some of the best. Did, were you there for that game, or was that fine? I I was there in the room, but I pl- I was playing something else while the, you guys were six. The joke was, I think Bo must have had the worst score possible for what is a simple party game, like the take six, the moose game. The, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Or, uh, the ball game. It was. I had suppressed that memory already. Yeah. It was I, like two I, weeks ago. I, I will too, always bring that up because I was like, I've n- incredible. I, incredible. I, I, it's I going to I was too too deep into battle sheep and quantitative easing at that point mm. to to notice how bad yeah. ball was. At I broke the record of a low score first, mm. and then I doubled that score the next round easily. I so mean, it was a, it was astronomical points. It was, it was which indeed. is bad. Mm. What do you feel about luck in Call of Cthulhu? Because I, I think is luck also in Cyberpunk. Yeah, I think luck isn't. I think it works the same way, but I think we both changed how it worked. Uh, okay. Well, Where, it's it's a it's. I mean, it's a physical role in Cthulhu. I can't remember how it worked in Cyberpunk. Uh, so in Cyberpunk, it basically you can like it's almost like a stat that you have, or mm. like it's like you have some like HP. You have some amount of luck. Let's say you have twenty luck, and you mm. can add mm. like if you roll something, you need to su- succeed like. Because in Cyberpunk, it's really, uh, you need to succeed yeah. like an eleven if it's easy, a thirteen if it's if it's medium, yeah, it's a, a seventeen rolls, if it's something, and then if you roll like a fifteen, you can be like, well, I'm going to spend five luck points to make that into a twenty. But you're technically supposed to do it before the roll, so you're almost like padding up to like you really want to succeed, so you start using your luck. But we changed that to I be like you add way. it after the roll because it's just better if you. Otherwise, you just end up wasting your luck. It's yeah. so much wor- hard to spend if it's like I really need to succeed this. How many luck points am I going to use? Yeah. Maybe four, and it's like, well, that's one, that's one to two fewer, so you fail it anyway. So it is kind of like Call of Cthulhu then. Well, no, because well, we kind of made it that way. Oh, like you I can see. spend it after the roll because also the rules as written. That's not how luck works. You don't go. I'll choose to be lucky now. No, exactly. And then do something. Yeah, yeah. You are lucky. Wait, like, so it's not like in real life? Not like in real life. Not like in our damaged, damaged <laughs> lives. I, I wake up lead. every morning and choose to be lucky. Yeah. And gosh darn it, does it ever work? And then you roll that one and you mm. head into work anyway. Yeah. Um, I was going to say about the luck that I, I like the gambling part of it, like mm. that the player gets to initiate it. Because in, in D&D, it's kind of like there's not a mechanic per se for that. Other than like if you fail, you can try again. Like you've tried to pick a lock, you can try mm. again, but it'll keep getting increasingly more difficult. So let's say yeah. you had to get a 16 the first time. If you try again, it's going to be 18, 20, 24 and so on mm. if you keep trying I, I like it because at least it gives players kind of the ability not to kind of warp reality right like yeah. to to think of things that the dm hasn't thought of to like problem solve their way out yeah. of something it's like oh i'm trapped in this alley uh is there a, a manhole cover into the sewer mm, yeah. well that would be very lucky if you know if it yeah. was you know i, I need mean, to call of cthulhu that thematically that really works yeah, yeah. i think i, I think it's yeah. i don't think because it came up yeah. a lot that's in, not how luck works in in the in cyberpunk, I don't think it, yeah. it's just you just add it into a yeah. thing. So it, am oh, I likelier right, right, right. to do it? Yeah. So luck is a little like bit likely adding to, to your d10, d20 yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas I think sense. luck in Call of Cthulhu is, um, I mean, you can spend it. So you can spend it in the same way. Yeah. So you but spend you, luck on yeah, a roll, but, but then it doesn't like reach out. No. So then, mm. if you want to do a luck roll, so say I can, ah, I've got to spend ten of my luck to make this roll work, which is like 
yeah. cyberpunk, then your luck roll becomes like so you you have to roll under this lower and lower oh, yeah. number yeah. the more and yeah, more yeah. you spend. But I mean, you you say you like like luck and you like players give players having that. When mm. at least when we played it, you gave us like five luck. Like uh, you gave us fuck all luck that was, to work with. I will say that was in the uh, the initial uh, kind of setup of the adventure. You Because you're all homeless. It was well, depression era America. Yeah. You are not lucky people. Yeah. That was kind of the, the thing. It literally said, make sure no one has, like give them at most like 20 luck. Mm. And then uh, also your willpower couldn't be too high as well. And you, and you looked at 20 and went, nah, I'll do five. I get used to. You had twenty. Did you we? had twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe. You all had twenty. I, and stuff. I, it I just didn't I, recharge because no. it was a very, um, very short, short adventure. I can't. I, I can't remember. Uh, but maybe we can like segue into like kind of stories. So I'll tell you now. Like so, in two separate groups, I think of like two and three people, which I will say I think is a good sweet spot for Call of Cthulhu. Like just having a a smaller group, I think is what you kind of want, especially if you're doing like more investigation stuff. And I think the adventure that we did was pretty investigation-y, uh, which is definitely a word. I haven't just made that up. Mm. That's real. Yeah. Shakespeare Again, said it. Any one of us could be Finnish. Anyone. Yeah. Any one. All of us. None of us. You know, it's a true mystery. But the setup was, um, I'll try to, well, I guess I'll try to avoid spoilers, but certain random stories are just going to uh, yeah, creep up. But anyway. are we like, are we able to talk about this without like, I, I think avoiding so. spoilers. Like, well, I, don't, I, don't really I will know. tell you, it, like literally the name. We're gonna of the ruin ad- the game for the Russian bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Russia, and that one Disney exec. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's tuning in. But it was. It's actually called like Bleak Prospects, and it's like, well, that sort that of sums it up. That sums it up quite well. Um, so the setup is, uh, it's like early 1930s America, the height of the Depression, and you guys are in a like a homeless camp, uh, termed a Hooverville. So you're outside of a city. You've lost everything in the in the in the great crash, and then beyond that, uh, there's a mysterious illness that's kind of going around the uh, encampment. And also, you wake up on this morning to find out that a couple of kids have gone missing. So a really happy start mm. to a happy adventure yeah. where yeah. happy people with no baggage <laughs> can just chill out yeah. and play a fun RPG. Yeah. Damn hippies. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, at that point, if I brought my real life depression, I'd just go, I'm already in a homeless camp. Why do I care about your, your, your <laughs> It's like, yeah. my life couldn't get any worse. So. Well, that, that was the key to at least uh, in your group. So Viner was like, yeah, and I, I've got a daughter somewhere. I was like, really? That'd be tragic if, yeah. if she was the one that was going. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're just giving me motivation. All right, fine, done. So yeah, it was like, one of one of his kids has gone missing. Oh, so that wasn't in the like story that it's supposed to be like one of the player characters, a kid that goes no. missing. Oh, okay. No. I thought that was part of it. No. So for these guys, it kind of wasn't. Uh, I'm trying to remember like their kind of setup characters. I think they just played more kind of generic ones. And then you got a uh, the old drunk detective mm. that almost ran over one of yeah, but maybe one of said children. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, a well. random child. Well, I road. thought it was like, you know, give you a bit more of an explosive kind of uh, entrance into yeah. it. You know, find a, a weird kid in Tanners on a dark road screaming with a with a soup stomach, you know. Yeah. It was a magic time, magic time. I mean, like, how are you guys compared to, like, playing Deadlands and D&D, which I know we'd play recently, like, any kind of broad strokes feelings about playing that adventure? Like, pros, cons? Uh, please don't use this time to knock me as a DM. Uh, I would really appreciate it. I'm very emotionally brittle. <laughs> it was very much more difficult to, you know, not metagame in it somehow. Because I feel like modern day Bo, who has seen enough horror movies and stuff, if he had seen that child, a random, like, pale, skinny creature walk out on the road, hmm. I that Bo would just, like, speed up. <clears throat> Are you saying in real life? In the middle of the like, it's in, in the middle of are the you, dark. Are you you re- using in real in life? Real you life. would run over a child. So you've you've ju- you're do you tr- realize how far fast cars go in this? Like you would not be able to see that it's a child. You no, but you, you just said you just said that if a child a skinny creature, out, be yeah, like, something that looks like a skinny pale creature, like Gollum, ch- like yeah, it would re- basically have looked like Gollum in real life. So you're leaving the cinema after watching Megan, and yeah, then you uh, see <laughs> you in real life would no. leave a child to die. 
I'm leaving this in I the mean, edit, Bo. I'm leaving this in the edit because I want public outrage. It's not the worst thing we've said on this podcast, but it comes pretty close. I, to I, be I, fair, the 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 detective <laughs> was driving. It was a dark road. There was no light everywhere, anywhere. Yeah, it was not, like in the middle of nowhere. We're not yeah. talking like in the middle of Helsinki. Yeah, yeah. But, but you didn't, we didn't, we were not outraged about the detective doing this choice. We were outraged about you going, <laughs> the detective made the yeah. right choice. I've I also, him. I too would, would run over this child because... Mm. There's no way I could have stopped in time. So why don't, try? Don't take... Yeah. Get off your high horse. You were there. <laughs> you were there when we calculated how long it would take for a train to run over all the children in the world when we played... Separate... That. For a separate thing. But that was also... Because <laughs> we were playing a horrible game and that was the whole point of yeah, that game. Horrible, but horrible. I'm, not, I'm not saying, yeah, but I wouldn't actually no. try to run over all the children in the world. No. Whilst. But to be like... You're not not saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you paid me enough. Uh, so other than... But yeah, like knowing that it's a creepy <laughs> game, you know it's a creepy thing. Yeah. Like the you, like you kind of know, feel that it's... That's not a like an innocent child, really. So within the game... The, I don't but, think but I was. But that's, you that's, saying... This is very meta because I explicitly... Because you missed like the first session or two. Yeah, I and then jumped I in wanted, the last And one. then I didn't explain anything about the game before because I wanted to give you a real cold open into it of like you're just a 1920s guy trying to get by yeah so i'm not going to take the blame for the weird shit that you read yeah. into the game it's like wait a minute let well, me read let me read that instruction yeah. book you've got call of cthulhu yeah but it's not as if i i mean your character was you're tired from a day investigating someone yeah. like and you're driving home yeah. so i don't think i tried to i was like oh here's a poor defenseless child because yeah. spoilers i kind of needed you to not kill the child and you did you run it over? No, 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 no. Because that, but I didn't. That's what I was in. explaining. Like, but you wanted to. I know it's called Cthulhu. <laughs> it's a creepy game. So, whereas comparing to D and D, like if you yeah. see a monster, yeah, you know it's a monster. Mm. In Call of Cthulhu, anything that's a human could be a monster. Yeah. As a player, especially I know. Way, I, as a player, I know Tom that. Thing, as a, because as he, I literally no, li it was so cold. I didn't explain anything about the homeless camp. I gave him nothing. I was just like, "You are a guy on the road." Mm. So I'm not taking any blame no, for setting the atmosphere for you, a creepy. Like yeah. the creepy atmosphere was, you're in a car at night. Yeah. No, yeah. but you've you've no. you've duped us before. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're a liar. Yeah, which you're is maybe the metagaming part of it. Then yeah. you're like, I, I think it may have snuck but, in, but you did. I think you did get into it. Like, okay, yeah. Beyond I that, I think I think I got really like. I think it's probably the game that I've gotten the most into. I can't remember. We played other stuff too. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I got really into it. I think we had a like. Just the people we were playing it with was, was really good, yeah. and we were we were all there for all the sessions. One of us even died because he just did. The dumbest thing you can think of. But and I, then he kept doing I, dumb things. I respect it because he role-played himself into a grave. And I yeah. just, I was just, thinking. He just kept going, which was very, very funny. But I think that we, and it's, I feel like that adventure, maybe, I mean, other RPGs can have this too, but it was the most maybe open world one we've had where there's mm. like really lots of choices that you could do. Like it really isn't obvious where you should start and go. And I think that's, I think we, our groups did different things as well. And then very, very different. And then we also like some of the situations we approached completely differently. Like even from like what the DM was expecting us to do, and then like mm -hmm. what me and me and another guy were sort of planning this break in or heist into this. Like we we assumed it was a massive mansion, but it turned mm -hmm. out it was just like a house. It, well, I mean, it was a nice house. Yeah. But it, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, in your yeah, head you were yeah. like, oh, a country estate. Yeah, manor. yeah. We, we were like, we were like. like so then well, we no, tried it's a, to yeah. It's a, we tried, to we tried to lure this man yeah. out by setting fire to his yard, and then wait, is this the same manner at the? Uh, no, this oh, is, this is a, a different. I, yeah, I, I switched a, that yeah. between you, you guys doing different, uh, different things. It was, it was so bad. I'm, and try, then, I'm trying. And to then we, end, and then we ended up, which is funny because the, the, the roles come into play. We ended up accidentally killing him because, <laughs> because, because the. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you give me shit for. <laughs> thinking about driving over the golem creature that's yeah. crawling out of the woods yeah. in the middle of the night yeah. in a dark road no light yeah but they didn't metagame it Bo they just shot a man and they knew what yeah. they were doing yeah. no, no, <laughs> accidentally no. kill him again again I'll give you some context there's one he was he was clearly part of this this cult that was trying to do bad things so he wasn't mm -hmm. he wasn't all innocent mm -hmm. uh, was he now also he had a gun <laughs> he had a gun pointed at us um, uh, yeah, damn, you and would we, be in trouble if you went to the US. And we, and then, <laughs> and then we attempted, or I, 
one I didn't have a gun, but the the other player had a gun, and I asked him to like shoot, just shoot them in like the shoot the gun or shoot them in the leg or something. And he rolled so badly that he just like shot him in the heart, in the a- rupturing the aorta. Or something it was like, like that. yeah, I, I've he, never he seen rolled like, like a like a ninety nine out of a hundred or something, like a amazing. really 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 bad roll. The requested roll was like, can I shoot him a bit? Yeah. I was like, well, was like, that's I not I really just, how bullets work, like, but all I, right. Can yeah. I shoot him like in the leg so he doesn't die, but he drops his gun? Was the idea, and someone was like, sure. You hit him in the head. I, he didn't insult. Like, you just gutted him. Like, it would have been a, a really fatal yeah. shot. And then he was just kind of unconscious a bit. Yeah. And then I think the police were coming. Then we couldn't, and then we couldn't question, question him anymore. Neither of us had really first aid stuff. So it's like, <laughs> when you see a man bleeding out, you're in his house, police are coming. You're not going to be like, ah, some padding. Let's just, let's <laughs> okay, just pad good. that up. Let's, let's just let's put you right. Uh, let's put you right. And uh, then we left. Then we didn't get any clues from that. And I think we left you in a bad situation of figuring out how the hell am I going to get these guys to the right place now? Uh, I think I, I, I kind of fucked because I did may have not forced you guys, but I really wanted you guys to have not a showdown, but like um, I needed to show that this bad guy, yeah. like, and he was like a bad guy, but he was kind of fearing for his life. Yeah. Like he was like he's not like plotting going oh I'm still evil here is like yeah. something that you haven't seen has gone horribly wrong and now he thinks that he's gonna get killed by his friend yeah. and then you then, so he's like holed up in his house and then someone sets his trees on fire <laughs> and then barges in and then shoots him in the gut and then leaves. I was like, mm, this Listen, this exposition moment has really broken down. Shoot first, ask questions later. That yeah. was our our motto. Uh, but that's a difficult thing as a DM. Like, if you have a character and you you're kind of trying to show that okay, he's evil, but there's something he's not really evil, and you're trying to get them to like I think mean, about this. Like, can you try to ask to roll for like an insight yeah, or something? I mean, similar? I was. I mean, this guy was in his pajamas. He was drinking. He was like, yeah. it is dressing out with a gun. He hasn't slept in like yeah. two yeah. days. But we, what I was trying to put across we is that... Sh- uh, in hindsight, we shouldn't have shot him. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That applies Guns to... Guns are bad, kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, may, um, maybe yeah. I put a bad job, but the point was that like the bad guy's plans are not going well. Mm. That was the point. It wasn't like, oh, with this well-crafted evil scheme that I <laughs> yeah. found. It's like, oh, no, no, these yeah. bad guys are really... They're fucked as well. Yeah. yeah. But I know you came in pretty late, but like the early kind of investigation... Yeah, because what... what, what what was your kind of intro? It was, was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. But it was okay, in the road, you, and I then I took then the kid hospital, and I right? took him to the hospital. Yeah, and, and yeah. And that's when the yeah the gangster came in. Yeah. Just like just throw out some odd moments from each game that didn't overlap. A priest blagging to do a wedding to break into a hotel using a sheet to look like a bishop worked. He got in. in your game, someone breaking into a journalist's widow's house and then attacking a policeman with a frying pan that happened trying to punch a butler and then failing a yeah, lot because you get like yeah first rolling like a one in 100 a, a to real, pretend to be a bishop and then rolling like a like a 99 out of 100 a real, to, to yeah. fail punching a bishop that's like uh, no <laughs> no fail punching a butler that's an old not looking at you and you just all you need to do is just like take a thing and just bonk yeah, and then yeah. they they failed that. What did you do? Is, we pretend we pretended stuff? being we pretended to be a married couple to talk to the the lawyer. Yeah, and then I yeah, and then yeah. I stayed and tried to yeah um, seduce this this lawyer whilst the other guy went looking yeah, for clues. Yeah, yeah, clues there were no clues there. Mm. Um, we planned to be an affluent couple. Yeah, that was um, uh, what happened to you? Oh, we, they, we did set fire to the yard and killed the man, which wasn't was a little great. bit. Uh, in your game, like those guys went to meet the the uh, head of the local mafia in like a basement below oh, yeah. the butcher shop. Yeah. Were, you there, were you there for that? No, one? no, no, no. Wait, no. I was for when they went. It was on the top of a building. That was the journalist, maybe, or a lawyer. Uh, I think the lawyer. Yeah, you were there for the the lawyer tower. Or yeah, because they were trying to look in through the keyhole and <laughs> and then upset when they could not see the entire room from the keyhole. Yeah, I was like, that's not like how that. keyholes yeah. work. But it right. is. It is in Hitman. Yeah, <laughs> a complete 360 oh, yeah. degree yeah. view yeah. of that famously but yeah I can't believe this is the same like different approaches I think yeah. uh, early on like uh, I'm pointing to Bo for the <laughs> mm. um, the players for you guys got really obsessed with um, the dead journalist's wife and they were like I'm pretty sure she's evil and I was like alright you're breaking into a widow's house <laughs> to try and <laughs> uh, try and find answers and they were kind of like avoiding kind of the big stuff that you guys kind of went straight for. 
because the difference was, I was like, where okay, did we go? First? You pretty much we went to the police you, station. Yeah. I think we did the or we just went to the police and say, can you help? And they went, no. Yeah, but then you were told that the police were under the thumb of yeah. some guy. So basically, you Ross found him. Cole, yeah, or whatever his yeah. name was. Oh god, I can't remember the names. Are it was. Yeah. Uh, Oh god, I can't remember the name of the bag, but they were so good. Aston Hawks. Yeah. Oh, he was maybe. the missing. He was the he missing was a, he physicist. Was the scientist, yeah. yeah, the missing physicist. Anyway, there's like loads of cool names. In it. I think it's just worth it reading it just for the amazing names that they gave yeah. to him. Uh, but yeah, you went there and found out the police were corrupt. Meanwhile, the uh, the priest of those guys tried to break into the hotel where he lives in the penthouse, which I think Bo's side you kind of you guys kind of avoided in that early investigation, uh, but then followed up like loads of different clues like the basically they stumbled onto it because the gangster was tailing them doing strange things mm. you know what i mean and then yeah. that's what brought them to you but you all kind of made it to the the showdown miraculously the yeah, yeah the weird the weird unspeakable machine yeah the odd fight did you did the, you die in the last fight i I'm think we to... died i remember what's the, is there like what's there like a portal to somewhere else is that a thing yes I think hashtag spoilers. Up, skip to this time code. Yeah, uh, I think that I we, went through the portal. I I can't remember if if I went through it or not. But I remember us. One of us could have left with the kid, and they chose not to. I think they rolled like a die, and it was like a fifty-fifty of will they come back or not. That was that was a really fantastic one because you guys were in the in the place with the machine, like literally a window to another overlapping yeah. series of dimensions. I think I creatures. died in that room, or just got pushed into. I think the you thing. definitely got shot. I think I I think I died. Um, and then Viner was like literally in game with his kid and it was like do I go and help I'm like it's up to you man I don't like this is very cool this is very cool I don't think he should have he should have just left Uh, yeah but there was that point where he's like literally like role playing I put my kid in the back of this car Mm. I could just get get out of here and then he was just hearing like gunfire and like weird (laughs) interdimensional noises next door so I, I kind of love that yeah, that's but I remember choice. he couldn't decide, so he literally rolled like a die on like an even. He goes in and an odd. He he runs away. Yeah, I think yeah. it came. I think it happened with Giuliano as well because you you were in that. You were on more of like a one on one fight because yeah. Naz had like a mental breakdown and just ran. Yeah, she off. ran straight off into the forest. You part. and then because in different in the fights you focused your two different groups focused on the two different bad guys. So you you focused on killing the basically the mastermind. And you guys focused on uh, killing the muscle. Didn't I kill one of them at first? Because I got insanely lucky with the shooting, even though it was like one of my weakest. I think you definitely killed like the big gangster, and then yeah, that was the one. And then uh, yeah, that's when he wrestled the. That's when he threw um, the uh, like flesh monkey. The yeah, skinless weird tooth monkey from a different dimension that sang and made you made you forget. Oh, so good! But I was like, what would he do? Because. That was the thing for me. I was like, well, the muscle guy has a gun he's going to fight, but this guy is smart. So what would yeah. he do? He'd like, well, he'd use what he used. I mean, he uses that to kidnap kids. So why wouldn't why he not? use it to like as a weapon against you? <laughs> and it was kind of interesting. But yeah, then you got thrown through a dimensional portal. Yeah, and I tried to pull the bad guy with me. But then I think it was Juliano when he... Ah, oh, did he, he shoot he was, you he was, No, he was, try, oh, he was supposed to try and help and push, but he rolled so low that he only pushed me instead i think yeah and he did it or something i think he had like a madness break or something yeah. he was like super it like seeing the world beyond world yeah. he just had a break and tried to like rugby tackle you both in and then just knock yeah. you and is the world beyond world just the world of paint uh no oh what a callback oh. what a callback uh i it could Trauma. be it could be one of the, <laughs> one of the i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast that, uh that no amazing yeah. world of paint call yeah, we should we should oh, do some D and D reminiscing maybe oh, in a future oh, episode. So but yeah, the, you re- oh my god, rolled incredibly well. Where are you gonna jump the? Uh, you can pick anywhere. Yeah, in anywhere the entire in time multiverse. And space, yeah, any material, yeah. immaterial plane. You just have to plug this nautiloid brain into your yeah. eye, and then you can do it. I go to the paint universe. Yeah. Like really, really, <laughs> a universe made of paint. All right, fine. Fuck it. You rolled high. You've done it. You've probably killed everyone you're with. Yeah. And seed. Right. And great seed. adventure. And seed. Yeah. Roll credits on another great D&D adventure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, that was kind of the big fight. And mm. I, I can worry, again, if you come into Call of Cthulhu Adventure expecting, like, a heroic kind of finale. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of... Sometimes it can just be a bit of a wet flannel. 
which as a DM I'm kind of worried about. Like if people are expecting, and now we're in, this is the big boss and I got my loaded gun and we're going to have a cool fight. It's like, well, you're dead now. And yeah, yeah, now yeah. you're insane. And it's like, yeah. well, but I think if you weren't, well, I don't know how expectant you were of a an Avenger-style battle mm. with a with a creepy guy and his hired goon, yeah. but it's that's I think kind you, of how you, it you just need to go into it with the mindset that it is more grounded and focus mm. more on the horror and yeah, well, no, you're not I mean, you're not gonna get incinerated by a fireball. You're just gonna go crazy mm. or shot. I mean, I was yeah. obviously you're waiting. You want some sort of. I don't know, crescendo ending of the thing of like you find some answers. But I was not really, I was hoping there wouldn't be a big fight because I just wouldn't be able to fight. Like my character had no fighting skills, no guns, no nothing. Mm. Like I would, I tried to do acrobat things and kick people in the head, which did not work very well. True. But I think, is this then a carryover from like D&D? Because I would have, ah, oh, yeah. Because you, okay, you guys were captured and then there was kind of a gunfight uh, just to get you get you out of the shed but i was thinking like the generators near the shed like there's lights you could bathe into darkness there yeah. was a car outside yeah like literally the house next door is coming alive yeah. you know there was there was <laughs> there was mm. there was issues but i was like there's enough pieces here that you don't have to run in and go i'm going to do fight stat no that's true. i was like and then i gave you that room with the tank with the yeah. weird skinless monkey that does stuff i was like i was sort of hoping that i think you would yeah do like weird shit i to think get out what, of it, what what I mean? hurt us in that end scenario is that it's it's one of those where we started kind of late like in the like in the evening with the session and yeah, then we uh, you end yeah. up being at like it's like clock starts to be like close to midnight or midnight and we're like this kind of feels like it's like we're at the end so like should we just like play through it but then people mm. are like let's play through it but let's make the decisions that make it end mm. rather than an interesting decision. So yeah. I think it would have been better. We should have, yeah. Because it, it always is when you think like, oh, it's almost over. And it's like, it's never almost over. Yeah. Like there's always like, and if it almost is over and you then do another one, then you could just, I don't know, think of something else that yeah. to add like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that if it was to be over, you just, because you you can just make things real. And yeah. events, so you yeah. can just be like, oh, actually there's one more thing that you didn't think of. Because I, that's the thing I regret that we went into like really the, the early hours of the night, like trying to finish it. Yeah. But just trying to finish it and not like... It's really tricky to guess time, though, when playing. Yeah. Like, theoretically, it's like, well, they're there. This is pretty much yeah. it. It yeah. just depends on the decisions you make and, like, you know, how lucky people are or unlucky in fights, including the NPCs, like, including the yeah. guys that I've got. And, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is a bit of a shame that it was that kind of late. But I think that's a sign of just how... Because I, I was... I was in the zone. Like, I, I think this yeah. is the most fun I've had DMing. Like, both times, I just sort of get... I got mm. really into it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's the most fun I've had DMing a story, I think. I think it's because the most fun I've like... had in a story. Like, it's the most sort of... when I Like, the most fun moments in, like, a story that mm. I've, I've been involved in have mm. come from that game. Good. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a personal compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy. And I... I Especially with Call of Cthulhu, if you're not going to have like a happy ending, I like the idea of. Uh, again, we didn't really have time, and we never really kind of finished <laughs> that. Uh, True, that one. it was kind of left. But open. I, I kind of like the cliff. I mean, I like the cliffhanger edge of it. Of like, yeah, I know. I think Juliana was in the same kind of position of like, should I go back? You were thrown through, and then Naz was having a breakdown. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very Cthulhu end to this. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like what just fade to black on a man staring at a shed with an interdimensional portal. And a car with his kid in it. Mm. You know, it's like kind of like that oh. is a very classic horror movie ending. Yeah. Though in some sense, like they leave it so that there might be a sequel, or mm. if but it I, didn't do well, then mm. they can just end it there. But even if you guys really fluffed it, I like having a bit of like kind of an epilogue after it. Yeah. And I think Cthulhu is kind of set up for this of like what happens, what what mm. is left un unfinished. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think a lot of D and D stuff, the one shots we've done have been really fun. But I think. For some people, just for time, it's like, okay, you've beaten the bad guy, end of story. It's like, ah, okay, yeah. I just wanted a bit more, you know, what what happens kind of after. Yeah. And I think Cthulhu really sets up for this kind of, yeah. you may not have won, but this is how the world has changed because yeah. you were doing... You want that, you want the scene of them saying bye-bye to Frodo and then he gets on the ship. Yeah, you, you go in the... Like, yeah. You, don't, yeah, you don't want the Lord of Rings to end by him dropping it in the volcano. And then yeah, you go, we've done it. it. And then he goes... Yeah, yeah Sauron's so, so eye explodes. Yeah. And they go, ah, end yeah. credits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but weirdly enough, I end all my Cthulhu adventures with... 
getting on a boat to the land of elves. Yeah. I don't know how it fits, yeah. Yeah, but, it's but just, I just crowbar yeah, it in. Yeah. You've got to have a little bit of high fantasy. When you start designing a Cthulhu thing, you start with the ending. Yeah, which is I go, just like, get on a boat like, to Valinor. Like, like your favourite author, J.K. Rowling, you yeah. start with the ending. That's true. <laughs> yeah, a classic. <laughs> classic writers. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I use both techniques. I write the ending first, and I hate trans people. Yeah. Those are the two things. <laughs> a classic writing style that I always think... That's oh. a joke. That's a joke. I'll probably edit that out. I think. I, I think <laughs> I, no, I, I think. I think that's another place where you could use the classic bleep method. Sure, yeah, yeah. The bleep oh, coming back. I yeah. hate bleep. <laughs> yeah, and then we, what did he say? What did yeah. he say? Yeah. Could be edited. We'll never know. Yeah, maybe we'll do that in post. Yeah. We'll do that in post. But yeah, I'm really hoping to do more like Cthulhu stuff in the future. If you guys want to run it, I can definitely <laughs> lend you some books. Yeah, I mean, at some point, do the Delta Green thing, which is more yeah. like the king. In we yellow. will eventually get. We've to had it. that. We've had that on the books, but then I know, it yeah, just I know, doesn't. I know. I, yeah. I, I don't know who should be the one who like gets it going. Mm. I, it just, is, and it like, can't be about the book. Like it's literally four people. Who is mm. to get together? Like who is, well, who, the who, ones who, who, are, who are the people? Well, the one I wanted to do with you was the mask of uh, masks of Nyarlathotep, mm. which is very globetrotting and adventure, but like also kind of messed up. Shocking. Uh, but more like it's not bleak horror. Like you are mm. kind of more happy-go-lucky adventurers potentially okay. that are changed by this mm. thing. Uh, you, do tip, realize, until, you do realize dun, where dun, I got the dun, inspiration for Skin Island from? Who I got all that from? Was it was this it, guy? It, it, it is this guy. Yeah. Really? I'm pointing. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely like it was a lot of your influence. <laughs> that was that was really so, that was really messed yeah. up. That was really we messed up. We may or may not get back to Skin Island at some point. Mm. Oh. Uh, and we to explain to the listeners, I mean, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just keep it as a mystery. What's yeah, Skin Island? We'll, we'll have to come back to it. Maybe we can do some, uh, yeah, some like D and D stories in a yeah. later app. Okay, well, with that, I guess we've discussed all we possibly can about Call of Cthulhu and the one adventure we've done. Oh, one and a half, one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully more future stuff. This, I think generally this, quite positive. Positive uh, for me. This feels like the most rambly episode we've done yet of the podcast. This feels like the one where we just... You're welcome. I'm not saying it's Bo, a bad could you thing. just shut the fuck up yeah. for like a second? <laughs> like, we're really trying to trying to get yeah. some words in here. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just feel like this was the most just conversations about a thing. Yeah, but I... Podcast, I which I, I, I enjoyed. I, I kind of like it. Podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's better. Well, I don't. Yeah. In my opinion, it's better than just describe dispassionately listing the mechanics of a game, because mm. I, I think if you can put across the feeling of a game, I think that's more enticing than a. Oh, and then you roll below a seventy-five to succeed on this. Yeah. Like, well, that's great. That's math yeah. stuff. Some people think maths is fun. I don't know. Sick fucks. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, that's the ending note. If you like math, you're a sick fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah. It's the ending note. Yeah, but, and some something 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 scythe. Yeah, that's that's the that's oh, the yeah. also idea. Oh, uh, it's so bad. All right. Well, we <laughs> we'll have to elaborate those feelings in a later episode. But yes, we have been bored with Finns. Have we been Finnish? I'll never tell you. The OnlyFans site still not up and running, as far as I can uh, tell. Not yet. No, not yet. No, There's still, been some production difficulties. Yeah, but yeah, try, yeah, I'm trying that. to slim down a bit. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. I take You've got to get that summer bod. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe... get that reference <laughs> because I've listened to at least two episodes. <laughs> He's a diehard fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's you I, I think top two it's you and a Disney exec yeah. oh, actually yeah. and a, uh, I, we did get some fan mail the other day from oh. a uh, a fellow scientist oh my God. Uh, from Austria so shout out shout out to the Austrian fan club which is I think uh, Johannes and his uh, girlfriend so Listen, we're doing I'll, it I'll take anything yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, su- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised anyone has, has listened it is it's incredible like, yeah. it is incredible yeah. alright well anyway uh, I think we're on Instagram although it's just pictures of us in this room yeah. I think we should uh, take a picture now and, and then, then just go, send it yeah, to Ida like to be like yeah. just like while yeah. you're saying that I'll take okay. a picture yeah. of you yeah. like, another just, live snap a live, a live snap is happening uh, we're also on Twitter but apparently we we are genuinely just followed uh, by bots on that uh, I'm not even kidding so no, I uh, you can follow well yeah it's it's us and bots uh, but yeah we are at board with fins uh, but until the next time uh, it's goodbye from me I is it goodbye from you guys I do not look happy in these pictures. It is goodbyes for me. I've had a, I've had a blast. We maybe, can post. maybe Bo will join us for another episode soon. Perhaps we'll never know. You're never coming back, Bo. Mm. Never, again. never, never again. With, your, with your rambling nonsense. Yes, yes. <laughs> talking over us. As they say in that one movie we referenced to in the beginning, the one we're doing the ice show, stay frosty. <laughs> a classic Citizen Kane line. <laughs>
<laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. Like, like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, all those things, etc., etc. Okay, bye, 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 bye.